next day. I have, I have to think after I know, a long like Monday. Weekend. I know. It feels like Monday to me. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Sean, and we are joined by Craig. I feel like it's Craig's calls. Craig's calls. It does it's feel like, like it's back. Calls. It kind of feels um, like a regular season matchup. And Craig, why don't you tell us where you are right now? <laughs> I'm at the ice den. Uh, I am not wandering around the parking lot with my selfie stick, however, <laughs> holding a phone. I am uh, just sitting in the lobby quietly <laughs> because Leah, Leah told me don't do this from the rink because it'll be too noisy. And yeah, of course, she's actually right. Best. Are they on the ice? Right, so, yeah. right now? Yeah, are they they're on the ice. ice. Wow. Yeah, the sounds of the puck hitting the glass. I just didn't think it would be a good background. Yeah, I just think I just think it would be quite irritating. Um, well, first of all, Craig, you're at the ice end for a reason. Um, the season it's not underway yet. Training camp's not underway, but there are groups of players out on the ice skating. So, can you kind of give us a who's who of the ice end today? Yeah, it's it's a big group now, um, and, and this is with my conversations with the players earlier this summer, I knew a lot of people would be coming in after Labor Day. So just about everybody is here. Uh, Matias Michelli is not here and he was taking a lot of crap for the fact that he's not here yet. Um, Matty Dumba is not here yet and I did not see Logan Cooley yet, but I think just about everybody else is here on the ice. Even GM Bill Armstrong was here to catch a few minutes of practice before he had to go to another engagement. So it's really starting to feel like hockey season now, guys. Was Nick Bukestead there? <laughs> He, he was, in fact. He said to say hello, Petey. And nice. also, uh, yeah, Tony Silva also passed by and said, where's that rat, Steve Peters? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I know. I can't believe. I mean, rookie camp starts yeah. next week. Okay, yeah. What? Buddy, it's it's going to be rookies are reporting next week. They're going to go to Vegas for the rookie tournament. It's like, where the hell did summer go? Wild. <sighs> We're going to be on a, uh, a two-day plane ride very soon. Very it soon. It feels like a two-day plane ride because, you know. It spans two days? It spans two days, yeah. yeah. Take off the 26th or the 16th, land the 18th. Yep. Yeah, yeah. there is no September 17th, as I've been saying. But, Craig, you mentioned you saw Bill Armstrong. Did you have the chance to chat with him, and what did he have to say? Yeah, a little bit. Um, we can count on a few uh, appearances from Bill Armstrong on our show while we're in Australia, Lee. I know that now. Um, and we should have a, a better sense of the schedule really soon, actually. I might be able to get it to you today. I know we've been waiting for that. But aside from that, we were talking a little bit, and he, he was talking about the expectations for this team, and everybody's obviously getting a little excited now that we're, we're getting into the preseason. But based on their own internal analytics, like, okay, we're, we're not in that top-tier team, the cup contenders, obviously. Not in Tier 2 either, the teams that are playoff certain, right? But we're in that third tier based on all of our analytics of playoff, well, let's call them playoff hopefuls with the Buffalo and the Ottawa's, teams like that. He said it's really intriguing to see, and, and, and I think if a lot, of, a lot of people analyze this just based on the roster, they might not think we have a chance, but you, you can't measure heart, and there's a lot of want-to in this group, as he was saying. So, yeah, I'm getting excited to watch this team. There's so many really cool storylines. Uh, I, I think people can get amped up for a step forward with the Coyotes this year. Wow. That, yeah, I just got juiced. and it was, and I think Bill. One thing that that helps put set expectations to the fan base too that hey, anything can happen. And I think Bill said those same, you know, sent those sentiments along that anything can happen. But cool your jets, everybody. This is just part of the process. This is another step in the process. We're going the right direction, but just wait, just hang in there. So I just want to make sure that, and I, I appreciate that coming from the general manager that he's like, hey, just we're okay, right direction, but just. Everybody wait. Yeah, but yeah. it does feel like the first time though we've had something to be excited about in Heck a few yeah. years. So that's that's encouraging um, and exciting for certain. Craig, I knew this would happen, but people in the chat are holding on to the fact that Logan Cooley is not there. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this is not a mandatory skate, right? This is just, you know, guys getting together to to get get on the ice, right? Yeah, and that's what Logan Cooley told me all along. The team knew it. It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, these are informal <laughs> skates. They knew he had other things going on. He's had a crazy summer, too. So, yeah, he, he's going to be here soon. There's no issues there. No, he's not, like, requesting a trade. I, I know there have been some <laughs> bizarre reports out there that some people have touched on. We're not even going to bother to touch on them because why give him any attention whatsoever? But, yeah, the, no issues with Logan Cooley not being here. Matias, on the other hand, we're going to have to ask when he <laughs> shows up. But, like... Okay, new contract, buddy. Is that what this is about? You don't have to show up now because you got the money? 
Oh my god. Dan says, my wife's at the ice den and just spotted Craig. Oh, there you go. Dan's wife is. Stop by and say hi. It's Craig. Uh, well, Craig, I know you're trying to catch a few of the guys um, after they get on the ice, off the ice, that is. You better get Keller before he gets traded. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Rumorville, uh, uh, no. USA. He's not. Where yeah. we are today. No, no Willie, Willie Dealander coming back to the Coyotes, I hear. Yep, yeah, there you no. go. That's what I heard. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. Just, just no. <laughs> no. oh boy um well craig do you have any upcoming stories i feels like there's finally stuff on the horizon to start writing about any any guys that you're planning to talk to for any of those said stories we'll see how that goes today but i have a lot of australia centric content you know who i'm talking to tomorrow pd and who may make an appearance on our show darcy hortchuk get out of here a, apparently the Coyotes ambassador in Australia. He went down on behalf of the team to check things out. So seriously, just, seriously, huh. and he lives here. He lives. He lives yeah, in, lives in the Valley. Oh. Still, he's very yeah, involved so. with the. He was involved with the Thunderbirds. I know with the golf tournament. He's a very involved in the community. Uh, Darcy Horton. Yeah. What a gig! Great. Oh no, I have to go to Australia yeah. just to uh, and, and to yeah. seek out the place. One last thing before you go, Craig. I'm. I'm still. We don't want to tease too much here, but. I, I, I need you to talk to Clayton Keller today. That's it. <laughs> and to just to push that narrative along. Push the narrative oh. along. He the, knows. The trade, his trade request? No. Nope. This is tomorrow. We're, 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 you know what we're talking about. Did, did he know the bit? He doesn't know he the doesn't bit. He doesn't know the bit. He went, Never mind. You don't know the bit. I'll have to call you after. You can ask okay. Keller about I it. I need your help. I tried <laughs> you to call better, you, but you didn't answer. You big timed me this morning yeah, on the way better, to the uh, ice den. Better message me soon, buddy. Yeah, I know. I already got Jimmy O'Neill on it, and he'll take care of it. But, yeah, I tried to call, but I don't know. You ignored me. You dropped my call. You just yeah. pushed it to voicemail. That was a, that was a quick, quick decline when I saw that coming in. I know. I saw it. <laughs> Spared. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Craig, we'll let you go. Um, go watch the guys on the ice, and um, well, maybe we'll get some, some tidbits. But until then, we will see you back here at the studio tomorrow. Okay. See you guys. All right. Bye, Craig. Thanks for stopping by. Um, yeah, that felt like even Craig calling in, it felt old school. Yeah. Like I'm ready for the season. I, I'm not oh. at all. It's okay. a, but, but no, I am. I, there, there's some, I, like I am, I, I, but there's so, there was so much heartbreak in the last two years of doing this. <laughs> I'm hopeful. It's going to be exciting. Are we going to go more? Can we go to the mullet more? I would love Please. to go to the mullet more. Please. Um, Robert said, what's the Australia schedule? Robert, I don't know. That is a great question. That is what Craig was alluding to when he mentioned the schedule. Um, but I know I mentioned it when Craig was on. It's just exciting to think of this team no longer in the tier of tanking teams, but in yes. the tier of teams on the up. And last season, we talked a lot about Buffalo and Ottawa and Detroit. And I think it's exciting to now think about the Coyotes. Maybe they're at the back end of that. Like, yeah. I I don't think either of us are sitting here and saying this team's a guaranteed playoff team or a playoff team, even a bubble playoff team, but they're definitely a team that's going to take us up. Well, I, and I, I sat exciting. here early in the summer and I said, this team is going to be worse. <laughs> I said, this team is going to take a step backwards. I think they're going to be worse unless you don't expect what the 70 point season, like they, they did last season. I said, everybody get ready to take a step backwards. And then they go sign all the players that they signed or they traded for Jersey and their, their roster looks better. And now I'm no longer saying that they're better than they were but a year ago. Whatever happens, you can clip whichever take. And exactly. Well, be I, right. I'm not dumb. <laughs> so, but so I'm ready either way, but, but I do believe this team is better than they were a year ago at this time. Now, how they finish off, what they do at the trade deadline, are they moving players out? Are they moving? I, I don't know, but I do see this team. Last year, I said they were last. At this very time, a year ago, right now, I said this team was last. This team is better than, at least better than four or five teams. And potentially, they're going to finish higher than that. And I think there will be moments they are in a playoff spot. I don't know if that will be at the end of the season. I have a feeling it's going to be early, but this team will be above the playoff line at some point during the season. I think so, too. And I think we're going to have some great shtick with it on the show. I just I'm just saying um, but PD you mentioned you're not quite there yet I'm ready you're not it's okay it's a long season sometimes you gotta be in the right headspace and I know you have something that helps you I, I do have something that puts me in the right headspace and I know we talked about wink here a lot that's W-Y-N-K was just a wink of THC and CBD just a wink I actually went to a barbecue over the Labor Day weekend as many people do in, in their neighborhoods and I did not bring an alcoholic beverage with me I brought my wink 
And I tell you what, it was a really, it was an eye opener to, to, it was an educational session for a lot of people in my neighborhood just to go, what is it? How does it work? What's it going? Like, what is it? And I think people are like, oh, they were, in, they were very intrigued with Wink. And, and I just, I'm here to be that, that ambassador ambassador of hey it's it's socially i just it's seltzer water zero carbs zero it's nice to be calories. able to sip something alongside yes. people drinking so i was beers. socially engaged yeah. i wasn't again not intoxicated not impaired i just socially and and i just it was great it was it was, it was fun to partake in the weekend with my wink so if, if you're interested in wink um it's available either in 2.5 or 5 milligram cans you can find wink right here in arizona Look to wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen other states. To find out the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink, that's D-R-I-N-K-W-Y-N-K dot com and check out wink with just a wink of THC and CBD. Excellent. Um, well, PD, this Labor Day weekend for me, it always marks the sa- like end of summer. Buddy. And beginning of football. football. And it is Tuesday, which means in two days, football. two days we get NFL football. So that is like, for me, it's prime betting season. Um, but I mean, it's betting season betting every season. single day. It, it, There's so, always something. But but I'm going to jump in with, with with our good friend Sean to pause. Is, is, and, and I might be wrong in this assumption for betting for college football. Is next weekend the national championship with Colorado and Duke? <laughs> Is that what I, I mean, is that what I read? It might have to be at this rate. Is that what I read? It's I'm over. The season's over. I'm all in on Duke. So Duke and, and the Colorado Buffalo. They're, 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 I've heard they're canceling the season. They're just the best well, team ever. Florida State's also in that conversation. Florida State, I have my son has, might have something to say about it. But yeah, it's basically those three. Schools. Oh boy. Okay. Um, well, while we have Sean on the mic, Sean, you have a parlay of the week for us, courtesy of BetMGM. What do you have? I do. Um, tonight is the last D-backs takeover of the year. Um, because I'm assuming it's going to be pretty difficult to get those tickets in the postseason if they make it. Um, so my favorite part of these takeovers is betting on the takeover or betting on the game and then getting to watch them. Um, so I'm doing a little D-backs parlay tonight. Um, they're playing the Rockies, who are <laughs> BAD bad at baseball, um, and the D-backs were pretty solid. They beat them four to one yesterday. So my parlay at plus three twenty-five is the Diamondbacks Ooh. minus one and a half. Brandon Fott, five-plus strikeouts, and Corbin Carroll, two-plus bases. Um, Fott's been shoving. He's been pretty good, and Corbin Carroll's Corbin Carroll. So I think the D-backs roll the night, plus 325. Plus you're trying to take it. I'm, I'm on it immediately, I promise. I'm going to ride the wave. Great. Awesome. Um, so if you want to tail Sean on that parlay, you can do so on BetMGM. And if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX when you do. We have a great offer for you right now. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10 and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So literally all you have to do is put down $10 and whether you win or lose, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That is quite a deal if I've ever heard one um, and now you can listen to Shane tell you about the disclaimer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Colorado DC Illinois Indiana Kansas Louisiana Maryland Mississippi New Jersey Nevada Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia Wyoming call 8778 hope and Y or text hope and Y 467-369 New York call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions US promotion offers not available in dc new york or ontario so we have a few other things lined up for today's show the first one of course jason service um well we actually just had the chance to speak with him right before Very busy the show schedule. yeah so we had to work around his crazy schedule but great great conversation with an head athletic trainer in the nhl it's the first time yep. we've had one on and he currently works for the washington capitals works with alex ovechkin every day we asked him about that but of course he spent about 10 years here in arizona and tell some great really great arizona stories so you're you're gonna love it it's it's cool and a really interesting unique mm-hmm. story at the end of the interview as well um but a little bit later in the Ooh. show and you need to stick around Ooh. Because Petey actually did some reporting. He put on his reporter hat. It's kind of my report. I, I, I had a hat on. In your unique way. I did have some headgear on. He did. Um, we have an update on the site in Tempe. The up, Yes. So CWP, stay tuned 
to the end of the show. Make sure you watch till the end of the show because there will be some breaking news about the site that was proposed for the TED in Tempe. Yes. So stay tuned. Yep. But before before we get to that, um, it's it's time for the the main event yes, the main of event. today's show, and that's talking to Jason Service. So without further ado, let's send it over to our interview with Jason Service. We're very excited to welcome in a special guest, I believe the first head athletic trainer in the NHL we've ever had on this show. It is. Jason Service was the head athletic trainer for the Phoenix and Arizona Coyotes for over 10 years and is currently the head NHL athletic trainer for the Washington Capitals. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow. I feel like we're blazing new trails here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having, and uh, great, great to be with you guys. So, Serbs, I just want to get a get a sense of where you're at in the process of summertime right now. Like, where where are you, and what's what are you doing right now? So we're we're kind of in that pre-camp time, you know what we would kind of call that uh, that captain's practice time. A lot of our big guys are trickling back. School starts early here in Virginia, so a lot of our guys with kids are back. Um, we're finishing up our rehab on our summer guys. Um, daily, we're skating, we're training at the training center, and and really kind of getting those last couple weeks of preparation and getting ready for training camp, which as you know starts on September the twentieth. So. Yeah, busy. The calm before the storm. Can you kind of give us the basics of just what day-to-day life is like for an athletic trainer? Um, athletic trainers wear a lot of hats. Uh, I, I always tell people I, I'm really kind of the the air traffic controller for all things health, medical, and, and wellness. Um, we do everything from communicate with the coaches to make plans with with our doctors. The obvious is we're working with our players, we're evaluating, we're assessing them, we're treating injuries, we're making plans with our strength people to help them get better, make sure they stay at their best. And, and probably most importantly, um, you know, we're, we're there when things don't go well. We're the emergency responders and, and uh, help, uh, you know, move into action when things get serious. So, you know, we, we wear a lot of different hats to, to kind of keep the ship moving. I look at this time of year, especially Serbs, and you go getting ready for training camp. And I've seen what your schedule is like now. And you're working almost every day all summer. When you started in this job, that was different. And the the summers and the offseason and how players trained in the offseason was different. How has that evolved and maybe why has it evolved? Yeah, it's different to say the least. I mean, I I started in, in the pro game in the late 90s. Um, I, I did a little work in the NFL before I, I got into the hockey realm. And, and uh, you know, back in those days, um, hockey was kind of a, a nine-month pro thing where guys went away for the summer and they took their time and they, they really relaxed, for, for lack of a better term. And I think over the course of the last 20 years, um, sports science has evolved. Preparation has evolved. Certainly the, the competition and margin for error within the team and, and finding roles and jobs is now more competitive than other. And, and I think for athletes, you know, it's, it's a year round commitment. It's, it's a preparation and training and recovery. It's, it's a 365 lifestyle. It's not just a, an in season off season thing. So for us, what that means is, you know, every, every team's a little bit different, but for us, that means we have some guys stay in market. We have some guys that train with us in the off season, some guys that are rehabbing year round, some go home to their family, but really it, it doesn't, uh, it backs off, but it never truly really stops. I go back to one of the early years that I started working here with the Coyotes and the medical trainer at that time was a guy named Gord Hart worked all by himself. There was no other staff. It was just him and a player would come in and he'd look at him and go tape an aspirin to it and get out of here. And I, and I, and I'm not, I'm not joking. That literally happened. It was like, this is hockey go play. Has that attitude changed now with the money, the dollars and the technology and everything, you know, now has that attitude changed from your room? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the now I can say for us, the, these are our investments. This this is our team. Um, you know, this is our product, and and we want to make sure that these guys have everything they need at all times to be able to perform at their best. And you know, there's a fine line. You get into the debates. Where does the accountability fit in? And and um, you know, where do you need to push and where do you need to hold back? But at the end of the day, um, certainly we, the assets and the, the players are never ignored. Without them, we don't have a team. Without a team, we don't have a product. So yeah, the the attitude's very different. 
I just want to go a little bit back into your history and ask, how do you even become an athletic trainer, let alone an athletic trainer in the National Hockey League? Can you just give us a little bit of your backstory? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you start, I think you should tell people where you're from. Uh, I'm from the uh, great and proud place of Bird Island, Minnesota. Um, yet another Minnesota oh, colleague. Oh, <laughs> Minnesota. So, some say the state of hockey, but I just say that's where I'm from. <laughs> okay, uh, sir. So, so how do you get here? So in general, like a lot of my colleagues, I, I was an athlete when I was younger. I, I, I played some Division three college football and, and uh, you know, due to some unfortunate injuries and, and surgeries, um, I, I kind of had to figure out what I was going to do with my life instead of just be a college football player which was a very good second choice, by the way. Um, I really enjoyed my time being a college football player, um, but certainly, uh, you know, kind of had to shift gears. And, and you know, I, I always did pretty well academically. And, uh, you know, I, I had a great guidance from some college coaches that uh, kind of just said, hey, we, we got to help you out with this. And uh, I wanted to be somewhere where I could use my passion for sports, but also, you know, do something that challenged my brain and, and academically what I was good at. They helped me get into the medical program at uh, Wisconsin River Falls. And, and lo and behold, one of my first summers, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were coming to River Falls for summer camp and they needed interns. And uh, my first internship when I was 18 years old was in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Wow. And, what a, what a dream come true for a young kid from Minnesota, you know, and and uh, really I, I kind of fell in love with pro sports and I knew that the pro game is what I really wanted to do. So I studied athletic training and, and went on to get my uh, master's degree and and uh, ultimately took my first job in minor league hockey uh, for a team called the Central Texas Stampede. Um, nice. which, which was like below the Central Hockey League. For a while, it was called the Western Pro Hockey League. And uh, that was in 1998. And, you know, hockey is really a game of, of doing well and putting your time in and, and working your way up that sequential ladder. And I, I, my story, you know, was a long one. It was a slow one to make those progress. But for me, I wouldn't have it any other way. And, and eventually it uh, landed me to a shot in the NHL. So you were with the Coyotes for, I think, just about 10 years. Um, what are some of your best memories when you look back on your time in Arizona? Gosh, we had fun. We had a lot of fun. You know, it just even even visiting with Petey here brings back so many memories. We had, we had a great staff. Um, we had a great team. I, I think we kind of we kind of thrived on the idea of always being the underdog. You know, we, we were kind of fighting our way out of that stigma all the time of, of some of the other storied franchises in the NHL. So we, we worked hard. We had a lot of fun. We had a great a lot of great people on our staff. And uh, I, I really remember my time and my family's time in the Valley as being amazing. We, we really enjoyed living there. We enjoyed working there. And, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, one of the things I remember, and it serves when when you're in that that particular time, staffs weren't overly large like they are now. It was small. It was a real family, and when Serbs and his his wife Paula and son Garrett laughed, it was it was hard. It was it was hard. It was hard for them. It was hard for us. And I, I think it's funny how all these people still are intertwined and their lives go together. But we have a picture, Serbs. You had a little post game ritual with some of our old time players, and I wonder if you could talk about what you guys did was it just after wins uh if i if you're going to show what i think you're going to show um if you remember at a time pd we we had uh, we had a bunch of of really veteran older players and uh, i i think we referred to them as the 5k line for a little bit because if i recall at one time we had five guys that were over a thousand games Wow. On our roster, I'm thinking about guys like Ryan Whitney, Shane Doan, um, Damon Lankow, Adrian Acoin, Derek Morris. Uh, we we had quite the list there, and you know we 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 took our preparation very seriously. Um, playing the games was very serious, but a couple of the guys uh, were were kind of Scotch connoisseurs, not <laughs> necessarily wine connoisseurs, and and uh, yeah, there it is, and. Uh, you know, every once in a while, when we had a had a big win, uh, we we just had a little little sample of something new, 
um, just to, uh, you know, kind of celebrate in, in a very small amount. But yeah, that's the old boys right there. That's Ray Whitney and Adriana Coyne for those on YouTube right now with Jason Service on a, at a postgame celebration. And that kind of brings us into 2012, Serbs. And I know we'll, we'll talk about your successes that you had as you went along. But but do you remember the 2012 run and what at that time was? A, I know you were with the Tampa Bay Lightning and they win a cup. And then you come to Arizona and, and that. Can you tell us about the 2012 run, your special memories or what that meant to you? Yeah. You know what I really remember, Petey, is I remember, again, I, we, we had some older players on that team. And, and uh, you know, those older players, you know, they, they've got a lot of miles on them. And I remember I remember for my staff, it, it took a lot of work to keep that group together. But I remember those guys played, man. They played their butts off and they wanted to play every night. Um, I remember, um, you know, sometime after the halfway point. In, in the spring of the year, January, February, we, we went on a pretty good terror to put ourselves in a really good spot. And I remember, you know, we have a calendar in the training room that every night we'd put W's and L's on. And it was kind of our little ceremonial end of the day. And, and I remember one of those months had a lot of W's on it to put us into a really good spot. Um, we end up winning the Pacific Division, uh, which was was cool in its own right to, to be able to get into that banner discussion, to have some hardware to hang in the, the room. But then we got into a magical playoff run. And, and uh, you know, if you remember at the time, Chicago Blackhawks were pretty dang good. They were, they were winning a lot of hockey games. And I remember uh, we, we had a lot of overtime battles in all three series. And I remember we, we defeated the Blackhawks uh, on the road in the first round. And uh, we were going to stay overnight no matter what, what the, the itinerary was to stay. And I remember after the game and the dust settled and, and the players were kind of leaving the rink, um, the, the Chicago Blackhawks trainers, uh, athletic trainers and equipment managers invited Stan Wilson and I had to come down to their locker room and, and congratulate us in person. And I remember at that time walking with Stan going, wow, like we just knocked off the Blackhawks at home, you know, the, the lowly little Coyotes. And and we kind of knew then that that was a special group. Um, we had a good battle against the the Predators, which the playoffs in Nashville is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, then to then to get up against the L.A. Kings, who went on to win the Stanley Cup, it, it was it was pretty special. And you realize you realize how special it is to to get those 16 wins. Man, it's hard. It's hard to get to 12, let alone 16, um, but that, that was a run for the memories for sure. Well, let's jump to the year that you actually were part of a Stanley Cup winning team um, with the Washington Capitals. Um, so obviously you were there for that. Can you take us inside that experience? And you actually have your name on the Stanley Cup, which obviously is not a thing that can be said about a yeah, lot of that's people. That's real. Like yeah. that's a real picture of the Stanley Cup with his name on. That's awesome. So, just what was that experience like being part of a full Stanley Cup winning run? Well, I, I will tell you, anything that you could ever dream it could be. It's it's that times ten. And uh, I have so much respect for the game of hockey. I have so much respect for our players and, and the history in the Stanley Cup. And, and uh, humbling really is the word. I mean, certainly the, the Washington Capitals have been on the verge for a handful of years before that. Uh, with great success and President Cups wins and President's Trophy wins. And, you know, talk about being blessed to be in the right place at the right time. Um, for me and my family, it was extremely emotional. You know, it was the year that we relocated um, as it happens in pro sports, not by choice. And and it, it was it was a tough decision to make and and it was a tough transition. But to be a part of an organization like this and and see every night what it takes out of these guys to, to throw it out there and do what they do. And, you know, we had our share of battles too. Uh, you know, the, the Columbus Blue Jackets almost eliminated the Caps in, in round one. And we had a couple big overtime wins to carry it on. And, and uh, you know, ultimately we faced the Tampa Bay Lightning in, in the conference finals. And, and I remember, you know, coming from behind, getting into a game seven situation where we we had to we had to win and and uh i remember ovi that night i i remember him in the locker room and his demeanor and uh he came out and scored early in tampa bay and and uh within the first minute and i remember just getting chills thinking in my mind that's the first time i knew this this team's going to do this and ovi's not going to be denied and we, we got a whole nother series to go through um and then we go out to vegas and and play them in the finals which was incredible and yeah all i can say is is uh 
everything you could ever imagine it would be and more. And, and like I said, even more special for my family who, who had a really difficult transition and to, to end uh, a year like that's amazing. And it's one of the things for everybody that's ever worked a day in the National Hockey League, this is what you want. Um, I, was, I wasn't I was fortunate enough to have that happen in my career, but to watch player people that I've worked with, Jason Service in that same year, Sergey Kotroff wins, and now this year, Rick Brownstein, Sean Burke. It, it's great to live vicariously through them, although it would have been nice <laughs> to happen to me. I want You brought up Ovechkin, so I'm gonna, we'll make this really quick on Ovechkin. You work closely with Alexander Ovechkin every day. What's that experience been like watching him chase history for one, but two, what is it like watching him get older? And what does that mean for your role as a medical therapist? You got to keep this guy healthy. He doesn't get older. You, you know the saying, the Russian <laughs> machine never breaks. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? Alex is a generational talent and he is, he is unbelievably gifted at what he does. And, and it's, again, it's humbling just to be a part of his story. I'm, I'm one small piece of a great number of people that, that help all of our athletes here and, and to have a front row seat watching Alex every night's incredible. Um, you know, like all athletes as they, as they move on in their career, um, you know, they have, they have a lot of miles on, on that car and, and you kind of have to rethink how you do things and, and kind of constantly find the best ways to, to keep things going. But man, I, I wish I could tell you, I see any signs of him slowing down, um, because he sits out there every night and keeps hammering at home. So it's, uh, it's amazing to watch, uh, and, and just happy to be a part of his story. You, you talk about being a part of his story. So I want to throw up this next slide, <laughs> buddy. Like everywhere those Ovechkin, there is Jason Service. Like he photobombs the, <laughs> the, the great eight more than anybody in hockey. So everybody this season, when you look at all of these Ovi pictures, look for Jason Service because he is likely standing right behind the great eight. Okay, Serbs. Let me tell you, first of all, you dug deep into your camera footage. And secondly, secondly I'll, I'll tell you, you know, as you know, hockey, hockey is very uh, routine and very ritualistic. We're not superstitious, but there's, there's yeah. a lot of routines, right? Obviously, in my job, I stand in the same place every night behind the bench. Ovi sits in the same place. So just by those routines, often we're in the same time and space. And I'm, I'm hey, I'm trying to stay out of the way, man. He's the one doing doing his thing. But I, I will tell you, for a while, I, I got several comments wondering if I was his security guard. And, you know, that they, they didn't really know that I was the team athletic trainer. But, but uh, yeah, like I said, you, you talk about a, fr a front row seat to history. You know, I, I'm literally get to stand behind him every night and, and watch him do what he's so great at. By the way, you're going to break or he is going to break that record inside the mullet. So just get ready for it. It's going to happen. I don't know. How, I'm going to wish it into existence. <laughs> we'll oh, be ready. Um, one of the, I think, most intense parts of your job is when, you know, something goes down on the ice and you have to jump over the boards and run out and assess the situation. When something like that happens and you are, you know, jumping over the boards, what's going through your mind? Like, what's that process like? Um, you know, I, I, I it, it's a lot calmer than maybe you one would expect. We, we, as athletic trainers, we, we place a great priority in the preparation and in the seriousness of all those things. And certainly you, you can't ever be prepared for everything, um, but you want to have a, a system in place that's prepared to react and, and pivot. And that system is, is a whole team of athletic trainers and doctors and paramedics, et cetera. Um, you know, as seen in, in DeMar Hanlon's case, uh, you know, the, those folks jumped into action and did what they practiced and were trained to do. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think you get very task focused at the time. Uh, when something happens, there are certain sounds and, and certain sites that put things into motion. And we have different tiers of our plan that, that get triggered into motion. So, um, you know, I feel like as a player, uh, when the puck drops, they kind of go into that game time mode. Um, as athletic trainers, I, I would think all my colleagues would say we're very similar 
in a sense that we know that once that game starts, you know, our responsibilities now change and become very, very serious or potentially serious. So we have to we have to have our game faces on and be ready to go. Yeah, one of the things, and I would tell another story, this happened in, we were in Pittsburgh, and uh, Serbs and I worked for the Coyotes at that time, and we were going over, I don't recall if it was a morning skate or for morning practice, and, and Jason Service happened to be in a vehicle on the way to the practice and witnessed what? Fill the rest of the story in for us. Uh, yeah, we, we actually, you know, this was back in the day before Uber. So we, we actually took a taxi cab in the morning. The athletic trainers would hail a yellow taxi to go to the morning skate. And, you know, in light of, of getting there and getting everything ready and organized and our preparation done, uh, we would go, you know, a fair amount of time before the players would arrive. And in that particular morning in Pittsburgh, we were riding as a staff in a taxi. Um, and I remember that it was in the winter. It was it was snowing. Um, and it was kind of morning. It was kind of a gray January morning and, uh, we're stopped at a stoplight. And I remember seeing this surreal sight come across my vision that a car ran full speed through the stoplight and, uh, up onto a curb of a busy, uh, morning pedestrian group of people communicating and, and struck a pedestrian. And uh, we witnessed a person getting launched and, and being the victim of a, a severe, you know, automobile trauma. And uh, turned out that the uh, the person was a victim of a, a drunk driver uh, collision early early in the morning. And this uh, person was just walking on their way to work and and got hit by a car. And and you know, my staff was in the right place at the right time to to help. And and. Uh, you know, we, we had a person that had nothing to do with ice hockey, nothing to do with our day, but, you know, our, our guys jumped in and did what we needed to do to help this person ultimately survive and have a, have a great outcome. Um, I, I still keep in touch with this person. Wow, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, it was, it, for all the, for all the uh, scary hockey injuries we see, it's the ones that you don't expect out of the places that you don't expect that be, make you very, very anxious and nervous. And, and she was in a very difficult spot that day, and we, we were glad we could help. But I, I, I just want to say thanks to Jason Service today. And, and sincerely, one of my dear friends in this sport of hockey, he's one of the good guys. And, and I know we don't get to catch up enough and talk enough because once the hamster wheel starts – buddy it starts and in your days are really full so i'm glad we got this time today serbs um, my last memory of you was sitting on your couch watching the glendale city council and oh, sat at, at his house as a group but thanks again for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule and please let's do it again sooner than we took this time well i, I appreciate you guys having me on always a pleasure to pleasure to visit and catch up and and like i said we uh you know we, we we're fortunate to be a, a part of this uh this little society in, in hockey as athletic trainers that are really a bunch of extremely dedicated and extremely professional individuals. And, you know, I'm just uh, just humbled to be a part of it. Thanks, Jason. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Talk soon. You know, one of the big things with these guys and these medical guys is, is we think about our day of work and our we're having a bad day as we stumble on the microphone when we say something. Like these guys literally have people's health and their lives in their hands. It's amazing to me the preparation that goes into it. He mentioned when they have an, an emergency situation, he talked about Mar Hamlin. You should see the practice these guys do leading up to a season where it is, it's a, it's a mock injury and they go through every single step in that arena from the doctors to the paramedics to what hand signals you use. And I, I know here's my little cheat sheet. If you see a medical guy go like this, hold his hand up in a fist, things are going down. That's and when you watch the, the, you know, the Jamar Hamlin situation, as soon as he's in the medical guy, all the doctors and everybody jumps in. Wow. To, okay. It's time. Like we're, we're going, um, great interview. And what a great person, uh, miss him and his family here in the desert, but I'm glad we got to catch up. I could never do what he does oh. and what they do. Oh. It's unbelievable what they do. We're no. like, such oh. an underrated role. No, uh, and guys and, are cut and bleeding, and uh, like the, the when Clayton Keller oh, broke, broke his, his leg. leg. Like, and then what do you say to the guy? You're in the corner, and he's literally his leg is broke, his femur's broken. Oh, it's it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like no, I'd be I'd literally I would have passed out. Yeah, 
Wow. Um, and also really cool to get his background, um, which started in the NFL. Imagine your first internship at 18 yeah. with the Kansas City, City Chiefs, which is crazy. That is crazy. What a good story. What a, and, and it just, you know, I know it wasn't all coyote centric, but but he was a big piece of what happened around here under the Dave Tippett um, era. And he was a big piece of, of this franchise for a very long time. So I'm glad we got to get Jason on and, and wish him the best of luck. And, and I will follow Ovechkin and keep your eye on him on the bench. And one more pick. Picture. I don't know if Sean DePaz still has this picture. This came out while Jason service. This was one of those video games, NHL, oh yeah, whatever. I don't know how this could, EA Sports. And this was an actual shot from the video game <laughs> of the Coyotes bench. And that is, to me, that's Jason service. He used to wear the blue gloves on the bench, and we we're like, oh my god, you're in the game. This was we're like, did they pay you? That's hilarious. And I don't know if it was real or not, but that was him. Oh so, man. And yeah. now you know, you know, when you watch the Capitals. Yeah. Look behind Ovi on the bench, and there There's he is. Former Coyote. There he is. Well, you know, we mentioned that he interned for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are in action this Thursday for the start of the NFL season. And we're really excited to partner with Splash Sports for a weekly pick X and NFL Survivor contest for everyone to participate for real money. Here's what you're going to do. Head to splashsports.com slash phnx. The link is also in our description. Deposit cash to get started, and it's just $5 to enter either phnx weekly nfl pick x contest you can win 315 dollars for first prize you also have the phnx survivor contest which is a 450 dollar winner takes all prize we'll be running weekly contests all year so keep that link handy you can also run your own contests over at splash sports so head to splashsports.com slash phnx to join in we'll have different contests coming out so we're stoked to compete with and against you all be sure to click our link in the description it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, you know, some people enjoy doing contests or betting. Other people just like to pop in OGs, put their feet up on the couch and enjoy a marathon of Sunday football. I personally can't yes. wait for football to be back on all day on Sunday. And if, you know, if you're into OGs, a great way to watch football. I know Sean has done that a time or two. Um, he's nodding. Um, so you can check out our friends at OG's Brands. They have the multi-flavor bags, which is a great way to try out all the different flavors, the fruits and the creams. You can get the Sunny Sativa or Mellow Indica blend, whatever you want. They also have Sleep Edition gummies. They have microdose gummies. Whatever need you have, OG's has it. Um, and they're delicious, scratch-made. And they're local here in Arizona, which I feel like I don't emphasize enough. So check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors check them out across all socials at, at og's brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly okay pd is I'm it gonna, time i'm it's time and i i kind of want i want you to explain how this came to be well, yeah, like I, how you decided. I, so to seriously, this. We, we we talked about the arena in Tempe for, for a very long time and the vote and everything that went in behind it, right? And, and we were fairly confident this was along with the franchise that this was going to happen and they were going to build this beautiful entertainment district in Tempe, new jobs, all these things. It didn't happen, and 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 as the 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 opponents of this deal came out and became louder and louder and louder about the no vote, they they kind of led us to believe there might be some fun stuff going in that. And so my frustration grew that clearly there wasn't going to be anything fun going on at this site. And it was just going to cost a lot of money to fix. So I got frustrated, but I got my frustration out creatively. And this was what was born from it. It's been over three months since the voters of Tempe rejected the Tempe Entertainment District proposed by Coyote's owner, Alex Morello. Tempe First, the opposition to the project, implied on social media that there could be parks or low-income housing, or there might be better uses for that site. Who wants parks when you can get two casinos? And let's come up with a better project for all our community. Or from Lauren Kuby, Tempe will, well, invite new proposals that better represents our values. So we thought today would be a good time to go check out and see how the progress is coming on the new park. Let's go. Well, we're here and the Tempe voters were right. There's no traffic, there's no noise, there's no high rent housing. There's also no tax rate for billionaires, but you know what else isn't here? No new jobs, no new tax revenue, no tourist amenities. And as for a better use of this land, as of now, the city has not been approached by any other developer that are interested in developing this site. 
And according to Tempe City Council member Randy Keating, the city has hired a consultant to evaluate the logistics and cost of cleaning up the dump site that was supposed to house the Tempe Entertainment District and the Coyotes Arena. And that's the bad news. For the good news, I don't like crowds. And we have the whole park to ourselves. Let's go. Well, we're also hearing at PHNX Sports that the city of Tempe is looking to borrow up to $200 million to help remediate this land. And where does the burden of that money fall onto? You guessed it, the Tempe taxpayers. Whoops. I probably never go there, and I don't really want my tax dollars going that direction. And no matter what happens, stick with PHNX Sports for all of your Coyotes Arena news and all things hockey in this great state of Arizona. That's it for me. I'm Petey. We'll see you next time. For now, I'm heading back to the dump, the park. We'll see you soon. Well, well, <laughs> the, the, you might not. Like, the park was amazing, by the way. A little toasty. A little we we yeah, we shot it, 110 the, was it with 110 that day. <laughs> it was a little little warm in the hazmat suit, but all for the entertainment. But it was but the, the, there was hidden in the the entertainment. There was hidden a little bit of actual news in there. Yeah, I mean the fact that it's going to cost Tempe taxpayers 200 million dollars to remediate that land, whereas the proposed. Arena and Entertainment District by the Coyotes would have had no taxpayer implications unless you attended the site and yeah. bought a hockey ticket, bought a soda, went to a restaurant. If you just stayed away, you, your taxes didn't go to it. And now their taxes are probably going to have to go Whoops. to clean it up. Yeah. And, and, and you listen to the city council member, Randy Keating, said that they've hired a consultant to figure out what the hell they're going to do with this. And, and instead of it being done, and, and I know I know people just were misinformed and it's too bad. And I, I you, you could talk about what the team's role in that could have been. But when you go to that site and I was there, it's it's really unfortunate because you, you, you think of what could have been there and what that area could have done for that part of Tempe. It's really sad. But but in, and the good news, we we are, just like I said, we're going to be there when there is more arena news and more positive arena news for the, the, the Phoenix metro area, wherever that may be with the Arizona Coyotes, and we're going to be there. Yep. And as far as we know, their plan remains the same. They still want to have that entertainment yep. district. It's not just going to be an arena, and they're not going to have it be on the taxpayers. Um, so I think that's you know why they're really doing their due diligence and taking their time and looking at multiple different sites and multiple yep. different options to make sure that... The deal they get is the best for the city it's in and, you know, for themselves. Obviously, they have self-interest in this. They want to make money. Um, they're business, you know, the Morellans are business people, yeah. like, of course. Um, I think, you know, they're definitely trying to do everything they can to avoid a vote because, as we saw, the misinformation campaign and, as you know, everything that you showed, all those tweets in the beginning... I mean, just proven wrong by you standing out there in a hazmat suit in 110 degrees. So. Yeah, and, and I think, first of all, I, I'll clear this up. Tempe voted no. They voted no. So it's going elsewhere. Yep. And, I, and I just, the, the voters were heard. And, and hopefully the Coyotes can find a way without getting this in front of the voters again. That they can just find a way to get a building built and let's move on. And, and let's, let's stop talking about arenas. But in the meantime, when you do want to talk about arenas... We're going to do it here first. Right here at PHNX. I have to say, that might have been the best piece of content we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, and the watch, it is going on X as soon as the show is over. Yes, it is. So, so if, please. If, if you were listening on audio thinking, what weird music was I just listen to, listening yes. to, I recommend going to the PHNX Sports YouTube or at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter um, from from the visuals because it's yes. worth it. It's great stuff. Um, yeah, PD, you crushed that. PD's just been churning out content well, left and right. Coming. There's, there's more. The thing we were teasing that Craig didn't know about, there's another thing that's another already thing. done that's on yep. its way. 
PD has just been putting in work. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it's Job been, security. It's been great stuff. Um, so just just one of the reasons to become a diehard. You, if I know a handful of you were there last Thursday for our diehard hangout where PD went inside the bubble. Um, that's another great benefit to becoming a diehard. So we, we try to make it completely worth your while. Our Discord, 20% off merch, 20% off our events. Um, access to Craig's diehard only pieces, including his mailbag, which just went out last week. There's just so much. Um, um, so with the season right around the corner and Craig and I headed to Australia in less than two weeks, become a diehard today. There's no better time and you can get your free shirt or hat when you sign up as well. So check that out. And we haven't done this in a while. If you're a diehard, drop it in the chat. Hashtag diehard. I love when we used to do that. Yep. So let's see all the diehards. Um, but PD, wherever the Coyotes end up building their arena, I can guarantee you one thing. There will be a Circle K nearby. There will be. <laughs> because. Do they have in Australia? No. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They do in Canada, but. Um, do they? Yes, they do. Oh. Circle Ks, they're everywhere. They are absolutely everywhere. That is one thing that is consistent. And there will be a Circle K near wherever the new Coyotes Arena goes. So have True. no fear. Um, and right now, you can join the Inner Circle, which is Circle K's new free membership program, which saves you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Listen, gas, it's not cheap these days. To save 25 cents per gallon is a huge get, especially for five Phillips. Um, so you can make really make that last depending on your commute. And you get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, etc. So you can join the inner circle for free. All you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. PD, anything else before? No, we I, I think that's it. We've got we've got a lot coming up this week, next week, um, leading right into rookie tournament and um, training camp. So there's, it, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're, we're there. Here. Wow, I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> we were begging for August to be over, and now we're in September. Yep. So here we are. Let's go. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for following along, for tuning in. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, like, share. Um, all of our video podcasts are also on YouTube and or on audio and vice versa. There it is. Um, and thank you again to Jason Service for his time. Great. Really, really great, interesting stuff. Um, and always great to hear from you know, members of the staff that maybe don't get spotlighted enough. Um, and of course, you can find that amazing video we just showed at the end of the show there on our Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and on our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. Um, so be sure to subscribe there as well so you never miss when we go live. We're actually going to be live at noon tomorrow. So adjust your schedules accordingly. We are live at noon. Um, so tune in then, but we're back at 11 a.m. the rest of the week and the week after. And then the week after that, I don't know, because I told you I don't know the schedule yet and the time change is whack. But for now, you can follow all of us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePause, at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow at noon.